You're listening to Dance Cinema Conversation with Sasha Podgoršek, director and editor of Dance Film Vashava. It's called Vashava, the German word, and Vashava is uh, some place where people wash themselves. In German, it would be Vashale, washing hole. So Vashava is a washing place, and the archival footage at the end of the film gives us a sense of how the space was originally used. This coal mining facility was found in Slovenia's old industrial town Trbovlje, a hometown of Vashava's choreographer Istok Kovac. Trbovlje is a city which was always connected in some collective mind as a synonym for heavy industry, coal mines, power plants, cement factories. On the other side, this is heavy proletarian city, and Istok was born there. His father was a coal miner, too. His dedication to this place is very organic. At the time the film was shot, the coal mine was closing, and Trbovlje was undergoing a radical changes. Vashava is therefore a farewell to this place and to the era it represents. The whole film Vashava, in fact, is farewell, dedication to all the men and women and kids who were part of 200 years of coal mining. Vashava was originally developed as a stage performance. From here, it was turned into a dance film, developed through collaboration between Kovac and Podgorshek. Vashava is the fourth film the two of them have done together, and most of their films have their origins in Kovac's stage choreographies, becoming a sort of a study of how to turn stage dance into the screen dance. We never plan to do the films. I never know whether we do film in two years or in the next five years, but I'm pretty sure we do it because he's constantly in the theater production. He has his own group, and Knab Group. This is the only professional group in Slovenia. We see it from time to time and we say, do we have enough material already to adapt it for the cinema? And he says, I think we are close, but let's wait on another performance. I feel something good there. We are just waiting that material from different sources, from different choreographers, ripens somehow and then we start to dream how to put it in front of the camera. Istok and me are all, always one body when we do the projects. In the end, I'm as much as a director as I'm choreographer on the set and vice versa. He's also assisting me at directing, as I am assisting him in choreography. It's never solo, it's always collective dance, collective duo. Given that the film started as a stage performance, I was curious to know, how did the dancers address and respond to this shift between performing on stage and performing for camera? where their movements will eventually be reshaped and re-sculpted in the editing room. 
film it still has this magic when you say okay now we will do a movie everybody is wow yes <laughs> yes yes <laughs> They have good guys in Istok and me, and before the shooting I explain them where is their <laughs> ground, where are the limitations of the space or the camera lenses, and more or less that's it. And all those dancers, they are machines in a way. They can really go on and go on. I remember doing the sequence, we called the stage, I think it's the second sequence in Vashkhava, which is really intense in terms of physical uh, delivery, uh, the strength, the performance. Without the problem, they did it as many times as I wanted. And I really wanted to repeat it many times because I wanted to be dense in editing with different lens changings, with different uh, angles. Vashkhava is divided in four sequences, a decision made in response to the production conditions and limitations. It was uh, meant to be a small movie in terms of production. We knew that we don't have any budget in the beginning. It was kind of friendly collaboration. All the people, Creative Force, did it for free. I rented the technique from the people that I work, some commercial jobs, and they gave me a superior technique like Alexa, lights. And we were aware we cannot extend the shooting, so we said we have four days of shooting. And this was a conducting scenario choice. So we said, let's do one scene per day. We named the scenes. So we said one scene will be called the church. The second one was called the butchery. This is the scene that was cut out from the film in the end. Then was the scene called the stage. This is the scene where the dance comes to the big force. This is also the sequence that is very rapidly edited. And the last scene was called the tomb. Those names brought us to the task to create the atmosphere for each scene. Deliberately, those names per se has some ambience, you know. You can always imagine church, some sacred place. We pushed a lot of effort to create the lights, second lights, or some uh, static cam movements of the camera for this sequence. So everything was very etherical. I was curious to know what particular scenes signify in narrative terms. For instance, in the church sequence, we hear calling of names. What are the names that we are hearing? And what is the significance of this scene? Istok invented his own signature in choreographing improvisational sequences called free qualities or open parts. It's based on throwing the dice. So in front of every sequence, whether this is in theater or in the film, they throw the dice and dice tell the dancers how they behave in the next phase of dancing. So they have three crucial options to choose. One is shadowing, it means they copy the movement of the other. The other one, I don't know the name, is that they call the names. And this means some special sign to all the group how to behave mm -hmm. in these uh, circumstances. 
calling these names in the movies based on these three qualities or open parts. In the church sequence, we also see the dancer sitting quietly, reading books. This sequence, as I find out, was inspired by François Truffaut's Fahrenheit 451, a dystopian scenario in which government forbids reading of books. Some rough uh, association was this Fahrenheit uh, movie from uh, François Truffaut from the 60s, where we have people escaping to the forest because the books were forbidden. It's kind of dystopia movie where the government forbids reading the books and there, there is a group of people who doesn't obey those rules and they still read books. This is some strong cinematic moment for me from my cinema perception and this is kind of motif of this sequence. There is a people being together with the common sense, the same idea and books are kind of connection here and books are connecting people, let's say, in this sequence. More important than choreography in this sequence, the church sequence was just being there, you know, being member of the group, uh, not an individual, and uh, do the things in this uh, in these terms. Towards the middle of the film, there is a four to five minutes long shot of a dancer filmed and fuss, changing emotions. This micro choreography focuses on the expressive potential of a face, and comes as a stark contrast to the scene we just saw before, where the dance came to its full force. I asked Sasha how this scene fits in the overall arch of the film. This is a shot that was a citat of one choreography from the stage, and it came out from kind of those pantomimic, uh, Marcel Marceau, uh, you do nothing, you just move your face, uh, every single muscle, uh, mouth, eyes, nose. He changed something like 10 different emotional states in this long shot, mm -hmm. from extremely happy to extremely sad to scared. It's a big achievement how to preserve the concentration during five minutes and deliver different emotional states. From this relatively still and subtle sequence, we move to yet another physically charged scene in which one of the dancers attempts to break out of the chains. I wanted to know how this scene fits the narrative structure of the film and how did Sasha go about directing and filming this physically delicate shot? Tomp is a sequence where dancers express their feeling of the space, their sentiment, their sorrow, their pain. Everybody had to find his own uh, expression and he was uh, all in chains and suddenly he just breaks uh, and starts shouting. And it was on meters, on centimeters, uh, 
course, the camera was very close when he jumped to the camera. It was really a few centimeters not to crash the camera with his energy. As I am told, in the development of the work, Sasha and Istok often listen to music, which makes me wonder if the music we are hearing in the film was already known to them as they were developing the work. Music was uh, imposed in post-production entirely. We invited Charo Calvo, this is also an old collaborator, and she's an excellent sound designer living in Brussels. So she proposed some guy from Barcelona, the guitar player. So he did the acoustic theme for the end titles and all the other things were done by Charo. She was also sampling some older stuff from Thierry de May. We had the permission for this. I was editing uh, on the silence from the beginning, but Charo, as I was editing, she was sending me music proposal, so in the end uh, this came together very good. By vocation, a film director who sometimes does camera work, when it comes to screen dance, Sasha is most passionate about editing. A part of the production he considers to be most significant to finding the cinematic expression for dance. This is a genre that still doesn't have its own path. I think that every dance movie in the world is discovering by itself things, how to do it, what to tell, how to talk, how to dance. It doesn't have a rigid narrative form. It doesn't have scenario per se. It doesn't have all the bagage that classical narration form has. When I do a classical narration movie or music video, I'm very well prepared with the shooting board. Everything is meant to be as I shoot in editing room. By contemporary dance movie, you should always discover things, especially in editing. You're not sure if things that you plant in front of camera will work in the final results. In every film we did, there were many different structures from the structure that we imagined that film will have in the end. So it's kind of second journey with the material you shot. If I would say now what is the most important for the good dance movie, I would say editing has maybe this privilege because it's discovering the meanings. You shoot the sequences and then there is a skill of combining, of trying, of giving a new uh, breath of life. Editing is important in these terms, but of course it's not the only one. Everything should come together, like in every work of art or any kind of narration movie. So there are people who do the costumes, who do the photography, who do the music. 
it's equal in a way, but the last uh, chef touch is done by editing here. Thank you for listening to Dance Cinema Podcasts, where we feature conversations with the makers of dance films and videos. From directors to dancers, cinematographers to editors, costume to sound designers. To watch their videos, head to dancecinema.org. Dance Cinema Jingle was produced by Trevor Brown.